Warning. The following podcast will contain spoilers for not only the game being discussed this week, but any games in the series. Other games made by the same creative team. Movies and TV shows that might be related or based on the same material or based on the game itself. Movies and TV shows that might just be kind of related. Pretty much anything we bring up on this show, you can count on it being spoiled. And this is your last warning. Alright, thanks for listening. Hello gamers, and welcome to another episode of Pac-Man Search for Meaning, a show where, in my opinion, video games are literature. Uh, I'm Pan, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, Hannah, who are you? I'm Hannah, and my pronouns are she, her. Well, Hannah, we've got kind of a rare instance this week where, um, I mean, not only did we both actually, I guess we have we both played all the games so far, or did you not play any Metal Gear Solid? I never played Metal Gear Solid. The other ones, I've, I've played some of it. Right. Well, it's rare, at least, that this time I think you played more of this than I did. Wild. Crazy. Um, yeah. And the game, it's probably in the episode, it's probably what the episode title is, honestly. I haven't figured out how I'm going to do this yet. Um, that's a little behind the scenes for you, but... It's papers, please. Papers. What it, what is it though? Okay. So here's my little blurb about Papers Please. So Papers Please is a puzzle simulation game created by Lucas Pope uh in his indie game developing company. Uh, it was originally for the PC in 2013, it then became available for other uh consoles. You can even play it on your phone. Uh so for this game you play as a border crossing officer. You're responsible for reviewing travelers' documents and comparing them to the rules uh, that become increasingly complex as the game goes on, uh, and you decide to approve or deny entry into the fictional country of Arstotska. Uh, if you fail to follow the rulebook, you are subject to citation, which affects your ability to make money, and that money you use to support your family, uh, like you pay rent and pay for food and heat and stuff like that. And if you don't pay it, then uh, they get sent home, and uh, that's a, a real shame. Uh, the game takes place in 1982, after Arstotska has come out of a six-year war with a neighboring country, and tensions are still quite high in the region. So yeah, that's the general gist of Papers, Please. Hijinks ensues. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't even know where to start, but I feel like setting the scene, well, with the setting, would be useful, too. Just a little bit more about... Arstotska, Arstotska. I mean, they don't say it, so I mean, yeah, there's not like a human voice in the game that says, "Yeah, this is how you say it." Yeah, but you know, it's very, I don't know, like USSR satellite state coded. Yes, it's very Eastern Bloc, very much like the intense Russian style, like coats and hats. Uh, the name names of people because on their documents they have names are are kind of russian-esque there's a lot of uh, like the music that plays is similar to like the soviet national anthem and stuff like that so there's um, yeah. the whole aesthetic is very cold war russia soviet kind of vibe 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is 1982, which I guess is at like, you know, it's at that tail end of everything being all fucked up in Soviet world. Yeah. I mean, this is when the, you know, mirroring that part in the USSR, now Russia, when uh, there's shortages, there's like no jobs for people. Like every day you get to see the newspaper and it's not it's not very good news. Uh, no. So it's kind of the whole system is starting to uh, fall apart a little bit. Similar to what happened in real life. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I guess we could start with what you do most of the time in the game. Yeah, that's, you know what, that's a good idea. Like, what do you, what do you do? So uh, the general basic gameplay is that you, your little pixelated, you know, character goes to work. You see the newspaper, you get the headlines, you show up to your desk and um, you have a stamp to deny or approve. You have the rule book. Uh, you have the bulletin for the day that lets you know if rules have changed. And I think those are like your main. There's like other things that you get along the way. Like there's a key to like a mm. gun bot like box. Yeah. Um, you can get like awards and stuff. But what you mostly do is the person comes up, they give you their documents on the counter, then you bring it to your side of the counter and you check it to see if the name is the same, if they have all the documents that they're supposed to have, if the gender aligns with how they appear, then you uh, look to see if they have like an ID number, if that's the same on everything. So it's very administrative and if there's anything that's wrong, uh, you are supposed to deny them. You stamp it with the red stamp and you send them on their way. Yeah. Now this, you know, to to give a little background on us, or at least me, I mean, you can choose whether or not you're giving any background on you. But part of what was challenging for me about this game is that I've only ever worked at like coffee shops mostly and like shit like that. And um I don't know, just this kind of like very clerical attention to letters and numbers and stuff sort of thing. I don't know. It's kind of like the what I imagine when I think of an office job and why I don't want one. Yeah. Almost like the worst case for that. <laughs> uh, I have had office jobs. I currently have a fairly tedious administrative kind of job. So this kind of like looking at details and making sure that it it confirms with what I have, uh, like is this the this is not the insurance card ID number that I have, right? Have you changed your address? Stuff like that. Um, was what was not like something that I I was like, oh man, I love doing more of this in the game format, but was something that I could very much connect to that type of task in. All the worst ways, I think. Mm -hmm. I think because there's nothing in real life that's nice about being like, well, uh, we cannot see you today because you didn't bring the right stuff. You have to yeah. go home and you can't do the thing that you want to do. You can't have the appointment that you thought you were going to have. The right. stakes are lower in in my real life experience, but sure. Um, people are still, you know, they don't love it. They don't love it. Yeah. Oh, real quick. We should. Uh, I we already kind of touched on it, but just to like hammer home, 
So you need to you've got a pretty limited window every day to do your job for money. You often have to keep doing yeah. your job not for money afterwards. But I think you make five dollars per person that you properly process. Yes. And um, you have to use that money for food and, you know, your rent, which I think is twenty dollars a day. And it goes up eventually. Um, heating for your family, of which there are four people besides you. Mm-hmm. Medicine if they get sick. Yeah, and they do get sick. Yeah, there's sometimes when you get asked to do, somebody asks for um, like drawing pencils or something. So like luxuries, like do do you have the ability to like uh, your niece starts living with you? So like do you? Are you able to provide this slightly nice thing for a child? And then you can also pay to make the gameplay a little easier if you like upgrade your desk so that instead mm-hmm. of having to like move something with the cursor, you can click the space bar or something like that. Oh. Yeah, see, I didn't do the game good enough to get there at all. Um, but so part of why I bring up the family thing is that it's, you know, it's stressful and i i mean honestly i just kind of wanted to wave everyone through but i understood that's not the point of the game Mm -hmm. but it's especially like challenging and i mean it's what i think lucas pope wants us to feel is that you have to you know do your job and often turn people away if you want to make money because if you don't then you know you start having to go days without heat or food or you know if you Mm -hmm. can't pay rent then that's game over that day i you can't really play the game for you can't get through the game by letting everybody through the game is designed in such a way that you would get penalized with citations and each of those you get two citations a day that are kind of like freebies right that are either you mess up twice and then you have to follow the rules the whole time or if you're better at the game uh you can you can like bend the rules or break the rules twice a day yeah, you can't. So, gosh, I just don't know what order to tackle some of this stuff in. Um, There's a like, lot. Yeah, you know, it's surprisingly a lot going on considering how, the simplicity how far, of it. How far into the game did you get? Maybe 10 days. Okay, so you got like a, a pretty good. So the whole game is 31 days if you get to the end. Like there's there's a bunch of different ways that you can end up at the very end, but it does not go past 31 days. Yeah, we should talk about all the endings at some point, but um, we should. I don't know. One thing, you know, let's just talk about um, kind of the flexibility of the doing your job correctly mechanic, because I mean, so like you said, you get penalized um, if you do it incorrectly more than twice in a given day. There's a couple of times, I think, so I, like, went and just watched a bunch of videos of stuff and read up on it, um, because I gotta do my research, but, um, mm-hmm. I think, what, you do get pressured at least once by, like, a, a government man, like, hey, let this person through, or else. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, you get, like, that kind of pressure, you can, you also get pressure, there are times when, uh, there's one example, where a husband comes through, and has all his papers. Uh, but then he says, like, my wife is right behind me. Can you make sure she gets through? Uh, and she does not have all her papers. So you can decide to break the rules for her. 
if you have those citations available, um, like if you have the ability at that point, like you can very easily make that choice if you just want to break, have that one of your two. Or if you've messed up a couple times in that gameplay, then you have to be like, uh, the wife is, you have, there are ways for there to be pressure for you to not make that choice. Yeah. And, and usually like in every day there's, there's examples like that where there's something that, um, you would want to break the rules for, especially like everybody you want to get through and it's easy to just like, Oh, you have everything like go on. No worries. Sure. But there's plenty of examples where you as a, like a, uh, a thoughtful, uh, person who just wants people to get through the, a border, which, um, is a, I don't know, as someone who, uh, has worked in like clerical jobs, that pressure that like, I don't, I never wanted to like have someone not be able to go for their appointment. Sure. And it was always me trying to like look out for their best interest. Like, I don't want you to get like a weird bill that you don't want. So come back another day. So I don't know. I We can also talk about, you have the option. There's sometimes, so there's just denying them and they, they just go back to where they were, which can either be like, they're going to kill me is sometimes implied or they're uh. just annoyed. They're like, oh man, you're a jerk. And then they go away or you can detain them. Yeah. Also pretty bad. Yeah. It's unclear exactly what that means, but it seems really bad. Yeah. You know, the former Soviet countries not famous for their good prisons to be in. No, it's also incentivized in a way to detain more people because there's a guy who he's like a another kind of worker in the immigration center. And he's like, the more detentions, the more times you detain, I will give you five credits. Um, So like, oh. you can make more money the more people you detain. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. Gotta say. Yeah. So there's there's pressure. You can be as as uh I guess like quote unquote evil as you want as well not as you want but there's like places where you can become more corrupt as right. the um there are times when you get bribed directly by uh the person coming up like there's a guy yeah. who gives a watch to you and he's like yeah this is a family heirloom I don't have my papers but like just hold this watch for me and I'll be back and you can just take his watch. Do you know the threshold for because if you there's at some point, I think someone who will we need to talk about will give you one thousand or two thousand dollars or whatever. And that's definitely too much. That apparently raises red flags and the government is like, hey, you there's no way you have this much money. No, I or maybe your neighbors rat you out, too. There's there's levels to it. There's a way to do that. At some point, um, and we haven't talked about them, there's this, like, rebel group, the Order yeah. of Ezek. Yeah, Ezek Star, or just, I think it's the Order of the Ezek Star, or just Ezek for short. Or just the Order. There's They can just describe themselves a couple different ways. But this guy with, like, a mask and a hood uh, is part of this underground rebellion. The way that I played through, they gave me a chunk of money. And it got, like, held at some point. They were, like, suspicious of it. And then um, they they were, like, watching me. And the, as a guy wanted me to do something, 
and I didn't do that thing. Mm. So like I got away with it. It was fine. They gave me like my money back. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you only get caught like that then if you actually do any of the things they want you to do. Yeah. And I did, I think, I just to say, like, the way that I played it, um, I kind of, like, hedged my bets a good amount. I don't mm-hmm. think this was, like, necessarily, like, the... I'm not exactly sure how I expected. Um, I think the game is uh, giving you, the, like, the opportunity to try out different paths, right? It's encouraging sure. that kind of play. But I think there... I was suspicious of the... The Essek guy, I was obviously suspicious of the government people. Mm. I was suspicious. I was suspicious of everyone. At one point, this guy, for example, there's this guy who's like, hey, he gives me a bunch of business cards. And I'm like, I'm looking for engineers. For each card that you give to an engineer, I'll give you money. And I was like, is this guy going to like kidnap engineers? Like what? I don't know exactly. Like. What's this guy going to do? Are they, is it good? Is he going to give them jobs? Is that, like, am I helping these people out? Sure. Did you get to the bottom of that? I I only gave one card out. I'm not exactly sure. I think I kind of forgot that I had these cards, and I gave it to one person. And then he came back later and was like, you only gave one card out. Uh, So he didn't really tell me what he did with it. So there wasn't, like, a, I only got to enslave one engineer. There wasn't, like, an explanation. It just, there was like a callback saying like this thing happened. And I think that's interesting to a certain extent that we don't necessarily get to see the, the results of some of these characters in that right. like a real person may never find out what that choice ended up doing to the person. Like they don't see the full end of that story when they decide sure. to turn them away or not. You just have to wonder. Mm. Yeah. You know, there's... There are just a lot of points where things aren't answered, mm-hmm. which I guess is part of the stress of all of it. It's like, you know, you just kind of you don't get feedback sometimes because that would make it a lot easier to kind of guide your playthrough if it was like, oh, you gave away the one the first card and things are really looking great. Keep it up or, you know, the opposite. Yeah, uh, I I think it the the position that you are in in the game is very isolated. It's a very specific closed in little space. Um, you can see a view of the whole immigration, like the border, but you can't, you don't really, you don't know what your apartment looks like. You don't know what the city looks like. You have a map of it in your book. Right. But there's not like a window to the outside really. Sure. So, which I, I, I felt uh, I could connect to that. As someone who, like, when you're in an office, like, the whole world is that office. Uh, um, yeah. It is its own little ecosystem. And you're focused on this kind of tedious little process that you do over and over. Sure. This reminds me of one thing about the setting that um, we didn't get to is, I guess, I already forget what the city is called. But it's a. it seems like it's split in half after the war. And that's where you're... You're on the border of a divided city, much in a sort of a Berlin fashion. Mm-hmm. I think it's Gret- Gretchen, something like that. That sounds um, right. And it was, it used to be Kalechia, I think is the other country. So that's the country that they were at war with. And then in the war, similar to Berlin, it gets like taken over. Like, yeah. So, yes. 
And so, I mean, with that, and I mean, there's tons of other factors, but like that's, you know, prime, like so many of the people that you are, man, it's, it's dehumanizing. So we should talk about like the dehumanizing aspects of all this, which is very intentional and very analogous to like real world border security stuff. But mm-hmm. um, before we get there, because um, I was going to say processing, you're processing these people. That's, I think mm-hmm. that's the term that's um, employed. And, like, so many of the people are just, like, they want to go to the other half of the city that they live in to see their family. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, it's residents of, or, um, not residents, they're citizens of this country. So they're having to prove who they are. And you can turn, like, often are uh, in a position to turn away citizens of the of your own country to another part of your own country. Yeah. Which is why. Not cool, honestly. And then, yeah, you know, it's so, I don't know, my whole gaming, like, MO, my um, ethos, uh, that's not it, but whatever. Let's go with MO. My whole gaming MO is probably already somewhat in focus if anyone's listened to the episode so far, and it will continue to be so. Um it's it's pretty easy to like get under my skin and for what if it's someone like oh they walk up and they'll always be saying stuff like can't wait to be reunited with my family i don't think that's what they say but you know something like that or Mm -hmm. you know so excited for the opportunities that await me in arstotska and um at that point i like regardless of if they're lying or whatever uh i'm like immediately uh, I would, yeah. Let's uh, let's make this work for you. And you really can't do that. You can't. I mean, you can in moments do that. I, I definitely in this game play, um, or like as I was, as I was, oh my gosh, as I was moving through the game, I did things that I may not have done, um, but in the interest of like seeing what would happen. Oh. Uh, to see like if you like for example the the guy who gives you money for detaining people I was like well what happens if I do detain people or will I get in trouble if I do this versus this like what is the thing that I'll get in trouble for um, or will they notice or can I get away with this like pushing the boundaries of the the world and and more of like an in world mindset rather than like what will the game let me do? Mm, makes Cause sense. I th- yeah, because you're within a bureaucracy, and sure. some bureaucracy like bureaucracies bureaucracies often aren't gonna notice everything. Um, I mean this the the game picks up on the fact that you like don't get the details right, but like what is how are they gonna punish you for different things? It wasn't always clear. If what was going to happen. So like kind of pushing that boundary. I don't know. I think also there's this one. I don't know. His name is like Jorah. Jorah. The smuggler guy. The old man who just keeps coming back. Georgie. Georgie. Let's go with Georgie. So there's Georgie. This old man who comes repeatedly throughout the game. Uh, He does not follow the same like dialogue that everyone else is like everyone else has been trained to be like here's my passport here's my stuff or they are silent uh and you ask questions like how long are you going to be here where did you come from like what's the reason for your stay 
There's yeah. like a set back and forth conversation um, that you and the traveler knows. Uh, and Georgie doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, the first time you see him, he doesn't give you anything um, and just stands there. And then I think you have to be like, what papers, you please. You know, yeah. oh, my God, they said the line. And then he doesn't have them. No papers have- for Georgie. He then gives you like a hand drawn version of the papers. Yeah. Uh, so like each time you see him, he's closer and closer to being doing it right, but he's not. He's not doing it right uh, any of the times. And you kind of yeah. want to let him. You, I mean, I let him through sometimes, and you'd be like, "That's a known smuggler that you just let through." Mm. Uh, so you're like, "Oh." Yeah, it's weird how bad at it he is if he's a smuggler. Because, yeah. like, is he... What's he smuggling? Like, what? Uh, that seems bad. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's probably just cool stuff like drugs or guns. Exactly. Because if it was cool stuff like drugs, then rad. Or if it's... uh, I mean, depending on how he's... Like, is he human trafficking in, like, a fun way? In that, like, he's he's helping people who want to go from place to place... Yeah, you know, I yeah, I was worried when you said human trafficking in a fun way for a second there. Fair enough, fair enough. But like, is he? You don't get enough information from that one phrase because him being called a smuggler is coming from the government, so you don't know exactly yeah. what that means. And there are other people who you find are have something on their body, uh, and we should talk about the body searches. Um, but sometimes they're just, they have medicine on them. So they're smuggling medicine. Uh, but that's, medicine is good, you know? Yeah, typically. Yeah, well, let's, yeah, I don't know. It feels like a good time to talk about the sort of increasingly intense and dehumanizing ways for you to um, process the people coming through. Because it's already, it starts out pretty dehumanizing. You're, I mean, you're basically reducing the people who, again, you know, pretty briefly, but in one way or another, are often expressing, you know, their humanity and, like, their desires and why they're there in the first place to you. But, you know, you're reducing them to, I guess, in the start, you know, one piece of paper, two pieces of paper, and then they start layering it on and you start, you know, having more ability and cause to like interrogate people about stuff um which is you know very cold and kind of insidious in my opinion and then um yeah i guess you start just searching people like yeah. strip search i guess or like they yeah, take so their clothes see, off right they do you see their their there's a setting where you can like turn off the nudity like you can have it not be as graphic i guess uh, but like the normal version of you see their their whole front and back without clothes, yeah. So it goes. I mean, I think it starts with a fairly familiar type of, you know, dehumanizing but fairly benign or at least neutral interaction. Like I have these papers. Look at the papers. You can go do something else with these papers somewhere else. But just like going to the DMV, you, you have a bunch of papers. You give them the papers and. You get other papers and then you go home, right? It's not yeah. a very, like, rich human experience, but it's not quite as uh, invasive as, sure. it, as it builds up to. 
Yeah, and I don't know. It's uh, pretty terrible. I don't know. Feels terrible. Um, I mean, essentially, you're required to do that. You know, the like strip searching and stuff to do your job right so that you can make money, so that you can feed your family and whatever, pay rent, etc. I don't know. Do the characters um, respond to that at all? Because, again, I didn't get far enough to like really um, do that. Um, I mean, they don't say anything that I remember, bef- like, after it happens. They don't say, like, I think they're, m- I'm sort of remembering, and this may be wrong, and people have played this to be like, that didn't happen. Um, mm. But the first couple times you do it, there's this, at least when I played through, there's this um old woman that you strip, strip search, and I think she says something, I think she might say something before, but she- that is essentially, like, I don't this is gross mm. or I don't like this uh but for the most part I don't think they say anything as they're leaving there is certain dialogue that seems to tend to happen so like the times that you would the game requires you to do this kind of search is when um uh if the gender on the card is different than what they appear so if it's like an m and they appear they're presenting as like you would, you know, this appears to be a woman or vice versa. Sometimes it's clearly like a mistake uh. that in the bureaucracy, their ID is wrong or they are transgender and are using, they have their ID as a different gender than how they are presenting. Um, but right. if you ask them, if you interrogate them, they will say, that the gender that the ID is correct, mm. At, like admitting that like their genitalia like aligns with the ID, and that's what you're checking. You're checking sure. for genitalia, which is incredibly gross. Yeah, um, terrible. And this is so I don't know. I mean, I'm already probably you can't see it, listeners, but I'm I guess I'm already wearing a SJW hat. And then to put on a second um, one of those uh, just for this segment, I mean, that's pretty uh, rough, you know, from my perspective. Also, so the first time that that happened and I got dinged, it was I was surprised, I guess, for lack of a better word. It was like someone came through. All right. Checks out. um, Send him through. And I was like, gender was wrong. Uh, And I was like, okay, weird. Because, I don't know, I, it, it's worse in another way in that I guess it forces you to be, like, critical of people's gender presentation, and I happen to be living a life where, I don't know, I see enough women who have traditionally very male features and men who have traditionally very, quote-unquote, female features to the point where... um I'm typically not inclined to think anything of it. And so the game, maybe to its detriment, requires you to think something of it. Yeah, I was also surprised that this was an element of the game, that that was something that that was like a variable that we were even asked to pay attention to. I think it's interesting how the game or the I guess the rules of this country doesn't. Like what the to get that person through to get them approved, there it's like it's more important than 
which makes sense that the the gender letter on the ID has to be the same as the body that we're seeing, and that that if it's it's not that way, then that's what gets you detained. I don't know. It happened fairly often. Like that was the mistake of of you know not as often as like I don't know the expiration date was different or off sure. or wrong or whatever. It wasn't like a I don't know like fingerprints being wrong felt like more of a an example of like fake papers sure and that seemed more like like why does the government need to know that to let them in they're not like faking being another person and it seemed more like they were if it was wrong it wasn't it was just like an error and they were being mm. punished for an error seem yeah or they were aside like their gender presentation and their id was correct but like i don't know I, i'm talking myself in circles but it's gross and it's invasive and it feels uh the more times you do it though the less gross it feels because you're doing it more times mm. which also mm. feels gross as you're like yeah. stepping away from like oh man i've done this a few times and this time it didn't feel as gross i should consider that yeah about my yeah. reaction to this yeah, and well, you know, maybe that's a good segue into um, considering it and our reactions to it. Because, I don't know, trying to, like, pick apart the themes and whatnot of this game and how it ties into gameplay. I mean, it's, well, it's obviously a game about, like, immigration and borders and stuff. But also, I guess, like, the both sides, man, both sides is, like, a phrase that has become distorted weirdly, but mm -hmm. whatever the kind of the way that, um, I don't know, we don't get that much information on the government, but it's sort of like, it seems like a somewhat dictatorial, mm -hmm. you know, um, oppressive bleak, exactly what you, or exactly what we are maybe taught to imagine in America, what we're taught to imagine of like the USSR and satellite mm -hmm. countries. But in any case, the way that an oppressive government like that dehumanizes not only the people that are um, the citizens who are engaging with it or, you know, passing through its various um, systems, but also the people who have to work within those systems, you know, in the case of this game, to survive, to feed your family, etc., to stay out of jail. It pulls the humanity out of not only the people that you're processing, but also you. And then, you know, I don't know. The game the game does is pretty effective in just like I mean, a lot of very one to one stuff like making you feel that way, you know. There doesn't have to be a lot of subtlety or like metaphor. It's just straight up like we're making you do this. Yeah. And you can feel your humanity fading. Yeah, there's a level of, like, plausibility to it that, like, this seems like something that humans would do to each other, that they have in some form uh, done something like this or would be willing to do. The way I played it, I, I did um, kind of a bad job at the beginning of the game, and instead of, like, starting from the very beginning, all of my family died except for my son, hmm. which was a big old bummer. But I still have my son. So I was like, oh, I got to keep my son alive. <laughs> so yeah. uh, every time I was doing what I thought was, was 
uh, invasive, gross. I didn't agree with. I felt guilty about. I was like, man, I can't, I can't let this person go because I'll get another citation and I don't have enough money to like pay for my kids' heat. Right. And I know it's a a a game child, like it's not a real kid, but like yeah. within this world, you're like that's part of the equation of like why I would choose to do this versus to do the thing I felt I don't feel good about doing. Um, cause I'm like, I gotta keep this, uh, only family member alive. Sure. You know, and if we, I mean, the, what we're here for is talking about how parts of the game mechanics, you know, reflect, um, that sort of stuff. Cause like putting yourself in the fictional pixelated shoes of the, whatever your character is called, that's one thing. And you can empathize with, you know, the character and your imaginary child. But also, the game forces you to care about it more in... I think if your whole family dies, that's a game over. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If they all die, you're out of there. And it, it's an interesting um, game over in that it's like, uh, our Stotska values um, family and whatever, and mm-hmm. you clearly aren't that, so... Get the hell out of here. Yep. If you get, if you run out of money, they get sent back to your home village and you go to uh, jail. Yeah. Like so that's also debtor's good. prison sort of situation. And it doesn't camp. seem like, how would you pay off your debt in prison? So. Yeah, that's, whoa. Whoa. Is the, is it like whoa. prison and the slavery from it and the criminalization of poverty like a bad thing? hard to say who knows who knows how could you tell i know um the answer is yes anyways um other things i don't know are there any other unusual interactions that you have besides the ezic stuff and some other more like big game ending related things that can happen the one that comes to mind is there's um you know, there's Ser- Sergio. I don't know how to pronounce this game. Very European, Eastern European ass name. He's like a guard um, at the same security checkpoint as you. And I guess at some point he's like, hey, uh, character. Um, so look, this girl's going to come by and she I met her in the war or whatever. And we're in love. And she doesn't have the right papers, but you want to do me a solid and let her through. And, you know, again, you can you can do that or not. Yeah. There's also instances where people ask you to give them a red stamp to deny them. They don't want to go through. They have this job that they're supposed to go. uh, I don't know. They have a job offer or like they are employed by someone and they have to go through for that um and they're like this would be better for me believe me i will pay you give me a red stamp and just let me go back the way i came uh, yeah and, i didn't get any of those those are later on you have to uh you just have to take their i mean you can trust them and be like well you're telling me you want to go back i'll i'll just yeah, give you a red okay. stamp and go on. yeah whatever huh is there any is there any way that that can shake out bad if you trust them no i don't think so you get a citation you just like right. with anything um but it's not like a bigger citation so you just have to give them the red stamp or not sure i mean i guess that qualifies as corruption or at least like um 
do doing your job bad um and argue at least what you're saying like taking money for it and so that's sort of like a low level acceptable kind of corruption that maybe you know primes you to do worse worse bad stuff i think by that time in the game i had gotten enough chances to do corrupt stuff to get paid Mm. for this or whatever that it seemed like not that big of a deal i think i was already primed at that point like this is harmless uh and what you're paying me is more than what i would get cited for so uh this is (laughs) this is a net gain get out of here you silly billy Mm. yeah can we talk about are we ready just to talk about the guns Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's just, yeah, a whole other level of like, geez, Louise sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, so you get a key to a gun locker that has, at first you have one gun, then you have two guns. And I don't know how, like, dep- dep- I don't, I'm not sure exactly how far into it, but the first time, so there are like periodically these, what the government calls like terrorist attacks. Yeah. And people come uh usually I think the the until the end it's just one person and they are they kill the guards and they're trying to get to the wall. Or they drive, you know, they do something they're, you know, that attacks the the border. Yeah. So the first time it happens, it you just see it. You just see that the attack happens and you don't have to do anything about it. And then you just go home early and you don't get paid potentially as much as you got, would have if you had the whole day. And you're like, okay, that's terrible that I witnessed that. And it's surprising because at least it was surprising to me because I didn't know that like anything like that was going to happen. I, you know, you, um, it was a, it was a surprise. Sure. <laughs> then you have, you get given the gun after that to be like, you have to defend yourself or you have to defend the border. You're not, it's not really to defend yourself. It's to defend the border. If you don't shoot the gun, that's bad for you Uh. and your job. If you do shoot the gun, but don't shoot it at anybody, like you just shoot at the ground. Then they're like, you're a hero. Great job. That first time. Then later there's another instance where the person is shooting people and then will go into your office and kill you. Yeah. So if you want to continue playing past that day, the most straightforward solution is to just kill the person before they kill you. With yeah. A gun. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I think it, it kind of spoke to how militarized and violent the whole society was that even the clerk is like expected. Um, it, it's it shows just how bad things have gotten and that this th- i mean that position exists within this i mean there's gun there's people with guns right outside that office the whole time you're playing i mean it's a wall it's a it feels like it's like a fortress that you're getting mm-hmm. that you're man- manning somehow mm-hmm. and that yeah it definitely just seems like the society in this game is it it I just like is another example of how and it kind of escalates how violent this this world is. Yeah, and you're ha- you are having to actively p- be part of that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing forcing you to engage in the violence, which you know much has been said about violence in video games, but this is you know on the surface uh not one of those sorts of games. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. It made me wonder why it felt it's very different. The act of killing in this game uh, versus a Witcher, the Witcher, which we, you know, we had just talked about where you do kill things, either like creatures or people, um, or you, you know, very much have the ability to, to do that. And it doesn't seem co- like we didn't talk about like the weight and the like the sadness of killing NPCs in The Witcher when we talked about it. Yeah. And that's not as highlighted, but it's like fairly built into the to that character's whole thing. Sure. Well, it's a game where your main tool um, for any interaction is a sword or one of two swords to give him credit. Yeah. But um, yeah, unlike this game. Yeah, but, like, the stakes of the world are different. Like, you're not playing as the guard in the game, so your position in the world is different. Um, You don't have, like, the, like, magical powers of, you know, a witcher. Uh, so, like, you're not expected to do witcher stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but I think it feels, even if the game aesthetically is not as realistic, it feels like a more realistic setting. And that act of murder feels a little bit closer to reality or at least it felt like that for for me yeah that makes sense and you know i mean yeah most of the killing that you do in the witcher is very like oh gotta do it that's just what that's what i'm here for there are like a few situations where it's like a weighty decision and you know this isn't an episode about the witcher but just to say like in a game like that where the killing is most of the game or I mean, most of your active role in the game, other than just walking around, is you're you're usually walking around to kill something or someone. Mm-hmm. And a game like The Witcher has to put in a lot of effort to actually like make you stop and think about, oh, this this murder that I'm gonna do or maybe not do um, matters, and I should feel something about it. Whereas this, I mean, technically, I guess the whole game is like in being not about murder it's like inherently you know it never does the work to desensitize you so you're pretty ready to feel something about being asked to do kill do kill with gun yeah i think that is uh i think the game is successful in having you feel the weight of that choice yeah in a way that you don't often feel in or are not asked to feel in uh many video games yeah or like the big the big bigger ones yeah yeah usually you're commended for doing killing especially terrorists many of the most popular games are like hey kill terrorists please yep yep i mean and you do get commended in this game you get a plaque or like you get a a, a, some kind of medal you get something as a reward for uh for for the killing for doing the killing and that's worth it yeah absolutely um let's talk about the killers most of the people who i think are tied to tied to the killing stuff the ezek order of the ezek star which i'm just gonna assume that's how it's pronounced. it could be ezek i don't know who cares um exactly they never say it because they uh the like voices in this game are stylized similar to what celeste was doing they're they're uh, they're making sounds in a pattern that's like speech, but you can't hear words. Yeah, exactly. So they're, I guess, like a a radical, I don't know what you'd call it, revolutionary group, I guess, who is militant 
doing terrorism or you know quote unquote terrorism i'm you know maybe the quote unquote was unnecessary i'm not trying to weigh in on whether or not these people are terrorists i guess the point is they want to um i guess you know or their stated goal is to like liberate arstotska from this sort of oppressive regime uh and I don't know, it's relatively early on that you first see one of these people and they're, like, giving you stuff and, like, ciphers to, like, figure out certain people to, like, wet through. Yeah, first it's, uh, it's, you're not killing anybody, so you're just breaking the rules to let them through. At one point they give you poison to kill someone going through. Uh So, like, they're actively asking you to, to do the murder. Yeah. But most, you seem like you are helping to allow the organization do other stuff. Like you're trying to let them continue to do their work to undermine the government. And you are kind of like a a middleman that's just like allowing someone to go through the border without being stopped. Yeah, except for, yeah, there's the poison thing. I guess you put poison on their papers and give them back or something. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a pretty active role. And then at some point they're like, hey, the man in red is going to betray us. Um, We need you to shoot him with a gun. Yeah, and uh, you can see him in the line. So, like, he's he's in the middle of the line. Person attacks the, the wall, and, like, there's chaos. And in that chaos, you can kill the guy in the red and if you don't they're upset at you yeah they are upset at you but if you do the government is upset with you and i think you get thrown in the slammer yeah i didn't interestingly do i didn't kill you the red do guy. that's one so talk you know starting to get into endings that's one ending you get thrown in the slammer and then there's like a you know a scene after that where you get a note under the door it's like hey great work they don't say comrade. Apparently, they intentionally never use the word comrade. To, mm-hmm. I don't know. That would be too on the nose, as if this game wasn't already pretty on the nose. But whatever. Um, they're like, hey, player. Hey, gamer. Great work. We got your family. They're safe. Uh, appreciate everything you've done for us. Good luck in jail. Yeah, they don't They don't get you out. But no. they're like, "Good, thanks. Thanks, friend. Yeah. But so. if you don't do it, I think if I have this right, I didn't play enough to get here. But from what I saw, you don't do it. And they're like, oh, dude, come on. You you blew it. We they gotta... do forgive you. Yeah. And then they're <laughs> like, hey, I don't know if you know ahead of time. You must know ahead of time that they're going to attack the border. And again, you at this point have one of two guns that you could use to stop Mm -hmm. them. But if instead of stopping them, you just let that happen, then it's like, um, you win or they win, I should say. But yeah, there's one, one version where you align with them. You help the, this one, the last one, there's a truck that like goes through the, the first barrier. And then these people get out and they attack the wall. And, um, you can choose to do nothing, right? And that's that's good for Ezek. That's good for them. Uh, Obvi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a way for you to, like, any time if if there's a t- if you choose to kill to shoot any of the Ezek people, 
then they're mad at you, obviously. Like you betrayed us. Why would you yeah. do that? You're the worst. Uh. You're 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 no longer our, our pal. There's one there's one version where you and your family get out and um yeah, like the revolution revolutionaries or the rebels, whatever you want to call them, they're like, cool, rad. Go live your go do yeah. Yeah. They say yeah a lot of times. Yeah, it's weird how much they say that. And I guess, I don't know, to be thorough, I think um, if you turn them down, if you never do their stuff up to the point where there's like the, you know, final attack on the border, then either you have to kill them or they kill you, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes. But um, it seems like so, like of the endings that I, I've watched all of them. And I think really only two seem to have like much impact because it is a lot of stuff like we've alluded to before. You your whole family dies, game over. You didn't have money for rent, game over. Mm-hmm. Whatever you you are caught for corruption, game over. I think you can you get a game over ending if you do like two things that seem like more innocuous. I think one is like you've got too many personal effects. At your station, mm-hmm. that's a point against yeah, you. You can put a poster up, and then you can put your kids' drawing up, and then um, one of your like supervisors shows up and is like, "This is unacceptable. You're going to jail, pal." Yeah, and I think you have to rub that same supervisor the wrong way by not doing something else. Like, I think he wants you to like let someone through who you shouldn't yes. have let through. Yeah, he's like, "Let this lady through." So yeah, there's a couple things that you could do to upset that guy. Yeah, but in any case, you know that's just another like dehumanizing the people of you know working within the bureaucracy. It's like you can't even have your kids poster up at your workstation, or that's it for you, or yep. you know that's one of your two strikes basically. But um, I don't know. Seems like good ending from from where i stand and at least like one of the only like actually fleshed out endings is like you know you do all the ezek stuff they blow through the border ostensibly they take over woohoo stuff but also the other again i guess it seems like and maybe this is like the best ending arguably i mean it's you know there's some room for interpretation but georgie of all people who we talked about before the old man mm-hmm. who first seems like totally goofy and inept and then is a smuggler. He'll eventually be like, hey, wherever it is that I'm from, you know, pretty good place. You should just go there or something. You're going to need some passports, though. So you don't want to start confiscating passports. You even take mine. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you got to start, I think, mostly wrongfully. um, taking passports that would match up with whoever is still alive in your family. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sort of aligns with, uh, one of the rules that starts happening. You start taking people's passports that are, that are incorrect somehow, um, rather than, um, or, or no, 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 not incorrect. If you're from a certain region. Um, so if you're from a certain region, they, the rule is to take their passport. Uh, that's not nice. That is a rule the government puts out. Uh, so as things start escalating with the rules, you can start kind of doing shady stuff on your side. Yeah. I think the 
one of and and that uh, in that version. So you can after you go home from the attack, you can escape by yourself. You can just yeah. like leave your family behind. <laughs> but um you can also like depending on what you have done, like get your family and try to leave and then get out to uh another country. You go to it starts with an O, like or Definitely Becky starts with an O. It's the O one. Yeah. Whichever one that uh, is. It's one of oh, them. Orbistan. 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 That's a hell of a made up place. Yep. So there you're able to, you can, there is an ending where you get your family with your passports that don't quite look like you and everybody gets through and they let you into the country and you have to go through the same process of a border crossing as you have been um, in control of the, the whole game. And they, but in, instead of being denied, you get let in. Yeah. So they're nice to you. I want to say just for, just to, so that no one yells at us, it is, it's Aubristan. Oh, that, yeah. I just can't read very well. Me neither. I mean, I looked it yeah. up and then had to really focus to get there. I was looking at the word the whole time that I was saying it wrong. Wow. So. But yeah, that's what it's called. Been there. Yeah, so, I don't know. Okay, two more things, I guess. Um, We're getting to probably what should be the end of this, and we'll get to, like, wrap-up um, thoughts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and maybe this is the start of this. It seems like something that there's, you know, it doesn't... I don't think it gives you any pleasant outcome for just doing your job and, like, doing what's expected of you within the machine of Arstotska, like, you get an ending, and I think you don't die or anything. Yeah, there's an ending where they're like, "Man, you're a good citizen, and you did a good, great." If you if you like play a very clean game and never deal with uh, the Ezek people, and um, like the music is different for the different endings, like so, like mm. there's only a couple where you get like slightly happier music, and that is one where you are a good citizen and you never do anything bad, and you just play clean loyalist type of game you get good music if you get to abristan so it's it's these ones where uh you survive your family lives like that's what yeah. that's what i guess good ending is you don't go to jail you don't go to jail <laughs> so that's good i guess yeah. these are all things that are typically looked at as good yeah a bunch of the endings are you go to jail and die yeah it's mostly or you that, die maybe. And then you don't even get the chance to go to jail. You know, yeah. stuff like that. That's bad. But yeah, other than that, I mean, a lot of your, like, best, uh, or, you know, I guess two-thirds, then, of your best outcomes are either, either overthrow the government, or, I mean, assist in overthrowing the government, or mm-hmm. bail. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I wanted to get out of there. I didn't trust anybody. Mm. But that was, that was that version of that gameplay. Personally. I don't know. I was a little like, uh, I don't feel good about any of this. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, that raises some questions too. I don't know. Um, granted, I, as, as I've said already, I didn't really have the constitution to get that far in this game, but you know, I'm a little bit into the Ezek thing. Um, now it would have been foolish to trust them, but that's what I do in games. Um, and ultimately, I mean, they pretty much do what they say, but you know, going back to I guess um, the the phrase "both sides," 
there is just like this hint of oh you know the revolutionaries have have overthrown the oppressive government but like when you think about it you know their violent tactics are they just as bad which is a thought that i disagree with for the record but it seems like the game doesn't dwell on that sort of like thought process or like on that thought too much but kind of feels like it's given you a little bit of that yeah i don't think this game is as critical of ezek as maybe i was concerned like i think my fears of what they would do to me were maybe uh stronger than like what that game actually lays out sure and there's no reason to think that the this other country is going to be better either i mean someone says it's nice i mean that is georgie but yeah so like there's not it's not like you have had a lot of instances where uh people from Aberstan are like I love it there I'm I'm missing it so much you should visit uh. it's just another place that's not here I don't know I um, you know I think it's uh I think the game personally does a fair job of making staying seem like a valid choice going is a fair choice i think being like loyal is is a way you could play but doesn't feel good so yeah i think they could have done worse to make the i mean they're like spooky and they wear the mask but they're they got the like the letters that are in code and stuff which is cool uh (laughs) i think they make ezek seem cool which revolutions usually are. Yeah, they do. They probably could have made them seem less nefarious, though. Yeah. No, that's true. They are like a secret underground organization. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Just to bring up a little bit of trivia that may or may not factor into um, the Obristan, uh question of is it good or not? A couple things. One... Now, I'm not going to comb through the game and see where this might happen, but it is apparently implied somewhere that it is less of a war-torn hellhole than the other countries that there are. So that's something. Now, that's probably up for interpretation. But other things about it. uh, So its motto is Opristan above all, which could just be um, kind of a cheeky little... Reference to the fact that it is the northernmost country in the game. Sure. But it's also, you know, Germany above all, or like Deutschland über alles was like a. Or America first. I was just going to say, you know, I mean, yeah, America first, but literally the above all, but in German, Germany above all is like Nazi shit. Um, I mean, it's also still in their national anthem, but it's like. It has very strong Nazi associations, so maybe that's bad. Yeah, no, I think I mean it has it. It very much. I feel like it's a fairly clearly nationalist kind of slogan. Yeah, although I mean I don't know a lot of like countries' national slogans, but um, that's that's one place where I mean nationalism i'm not a fan of in general but like when i see it in a country's national slogan i'm not necessarily like oh a little bit fashy are we because it's it's the country's national slogan so yeah no yeah but i mean i don't know when i first heard that because i i don't know i did not pay attention to the the slogan of the country 
I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that's understandable. In a game where there's not a whole lot of, like, I feel like you're supposed to kind of pick up on everything that is said. Every You don't get a whole lot of details, and each detail weighs heavy. Um, sure. A slogan like that feels like they're trying to say something. Not just like, they like being that country. Yeah, probably. Anyways, um, what else? Um, I wanted to know... <laughs> Uh, I don't really, I think those are the mo- the big things, but I, a <laughs> uh, small thing, I don't know what I was supposed to do with the strip club business cards. Could I? Yeah, me neither. Cause I got plenty and I didn't, I didn't know. I, I was like, what's, what's the payoff for these sweet, sweet cards? Yeah. I feel like it should have given you a, a chance to go to the strip club or something. Yeah. I would have loved to go to a strip club. Well, but. you're a pervert. What? Oh, got him. Wow. That's a little judgy. Yeah, I guess you're right. Sorry about that. I accept your apology. Thanks. Um, But that's just a silly thing. Yeah. Uh, I think I was surprised by how upsetting this game was. I was surprised by uh, how surprised I was by things that happened in it. Yeah. I, yeah, I really didn't see it coming. This is part of a, actually, all three, so this is, listeners, you're going to be excited to know, part of a sequence of more, like, smaller, digestible games that we figured we could do in one episode, Uh, and all three of which I've been very surprised at. This, you know, again, like, yeah, I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't expect it to be so stressful, just the, like, core gameplay loop. Yes. Because you're, I mean, it's also like a speed test. Like you have to check this stuff. And that, that reminded me of work where you have like a certain test that you have to get done at Ugh. a certain speed. And like, you have to keep the, the train rolling um, and get people moving. That line is long mm. sort of feeling uh, on the very base level, but also the escalating, like the build of the game from here's the rules to here's the more complex rule to another rule. Like raises the stakes, but also feels familiar uh, mm. again to like that work to my work experience in that they start you out with like, this is your job. And then it gets more and more and more and more and more. So that surprised me. Yeah, because I wasn't especially good at finding all the mistakes as much as like it felt familiar to do this kind of thing for the life of me. I could not remember the names attached to the different countries. No. Uh, to the cities, to the regions, to the whatever. So that was that. I don't know. So like, I think there are multiple layers of how this this game can make you uh, anxious and make you think. So I was surprised by it. Yeah, uh, definitely surprised. I don't think it really. Um, and I think I'm a bad person for this to like have been an intended effect. I guess I don't think it really made me think much about borders or immigration or border security because i already have a pretty radical outlook on those things but um i guess it it probably for other people would have done the job of you know at least getting you to meditate on that sort of thing yeah i i think it was it made me think about um the empathy that you have for a stranger Mm. the stakes are so high and what we're talking about is so arbitrary and that's i think the role of 
the powerful to make these arbitrary choices that are incredibly dangerous um, to people. I think it made me think about that. Yeah. And there's many instances where that is the case, uh, but borders are definitely like the most straightforward connection. So, and being the person who is doing that to a person, um, going from like, you got your passport, love it. Come on in. Uh, and if it's like, you don't have the right paperwork, that's one thing. It's raising the stakes to a different place in this game. And I think that mm-hmm. that uh, bringing it to a heightened place, even though it is not unrealistic to what humans have done to each other. Yeah, I don't know. By having it uh, in a time in the past, that is... Uh, yeah, this game isn't trying to be like, this is what it was like to be in the Eastern Bloc. Sure. It's... It, I feel like it is trying to be like, this is what happens when governments try to control human bodies. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's very much like a, a, a microcosm, just a glimpse of parts of that. And as you were saying, I mean, yeah, people have done much worse things to people. People, even at like the United States border, routinely um, are much worse to people coming through, even people with yeah. passports and what have you. Exactly. So, you know, this this does a good job of boiling that down a little bit. Yeah. And I guess it is one of those situations where the reality would have it's almost the reality of immigration and border crossings and stuff is often so cartoonishly bleak and brutal and dehumanizing that if you were to, like, really make a game about that and try to be realistic, not only would it be unplayably sad, but um. For a lot of people, it would just seem, like, outlandish. I think that's probably, yeah. I think what uh, this, by by having it be in this fake but familiar country that is not in North America, is allowing you to put, allows the distance uh, that allows a, I mean, I'm speaking from, like, an American perspective, um, that it is distant enough from our domestic border um, that you're not... I think I agree with the idea that it... I don't think this game would work if it was set in a real place on the American-Mexican border. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, um, on that note, I don't know. Anything else? Mm, I think the sound design in this game is really good. Yeah, you know what, that is something we should touch on. It's good, it's kind of subtle. Um, you know, a lot of the time there's no music playing. I, I think the, like, not human sounding next, that's your voice saying next, mm, Yeah, is something that you're having to do over and over and over. It sounds a little scary, um, Yeah, and that's you. And you do have to press the button to do it, or click on the speaker to do it. Yep. So, yep really ties you to that i think the a lot of the sounds are fairly pleasant except for that one like the um the sound that you get when the fingerprint paper gets put down is very delicate and Uh, and pleasant to hear yeah a lot of good paper sounds yeah but you're about to do something that could potentially ruin this person's life and uh, yeah so maybe i think pairing some pleasant and unpleasant sounds in there I don't know, it just gave, like, texture to the world that doesn't have a lot of, like, visual or... You don't have, like, a whole lot of sensory input 
given to you. Sure. So like each moment, each time that you get a sound or a visual or um, anything kind of, I thought was effective. So yeah, good sound design. Yeah. Way to go, everybody. Good job, Lucas. Great work, Lucas. And yeah, Lucas, if you're listening or anyone else um, has been listening and thought we did, we got it all wrong, as we always like to say. Yeah. Tell us about it. We're just, we're pretty much just guessing. Yeah. We're just chatting. Come chat with us. Yeah. About it. Oh, this is the first time that, um, I think the first time, that we actually know what the next game we're going to be talking about is. Um, yeah. Which is Citizen it's, Sleeper. Uh, Citizen Sleeper. And it's, an, it's the newest game. Oh, yeah. I think it's the newest game that we'll, we'll have played. So. I'm going to be honest, I didn't know how new it was. Um, I played it's it all perfect. yesterday, just a little preview. Good game. I haven't gotten through the tutorial yet, so I got to really get get serious about this i got a lot of this game to play yeah and then you'll hear about it then i'll hear about it i mean i'll hear you about it oh yeah oh man i'm sorry i'm sorry everybody it's okay um thanks everybody bye bye